Hi everyone, this is Sam Black continuing my review of uh, Crimson Vow as uh, enabled by or informed by 17 Lands. As always, thanks 17 Lands for existing. You're great. Um, anyone who is not familiar, uh, you can go to 17lands.com slash card ratings, see all this stuff for yourself. I don't have special access to anything. This doesn't cost anything. You can just go look at it. Um, also, uh, I know we're somewhere in the middle of this, but just uh, a reminder, I am doing this set review as a um, subscription, as a uh, reward, a subscription reward goal for my Twitch channel. So uh, thank you to everyone who subscribed to my Twitch channel over the past few weeks. Um, if you are seeing this on YouTube and um, it's like what I'm like what you're seeing uh you can see my more of my content every night on uh twitch at uh twitch.tv slash samuel h black um I do stream limited every night so uh if you're finding this informative uh feel free to stop by any time for uh more of me talking limited and playing and stuff all right getting back to it um Bleed Dry, uh, best performing black common. Um, finally, something that costs more than one mana. Uh, this is a format with a lot of very powerful rares. Many of them are creatures. You want to be able to answer them. This kills any creature in the set, unless something weird is happening. And um, this is a set where that is valuable and black is not bad. I say where that is valuable and black is not bad because this card is basically the same card as Feed the Serpent in uh, Kaladesh, no, Kaldheim, which was um, not as good as it looked. Uh, people expected that it would have stats like this, and in reality, uh, it went fairly late and wasn't particularly important. Uh, this is good here. You should take it. You should play it. Uh, Diagraph Scavenger, not necessarily a card that everyone would expect to be the second best performing black common, despite the lesson that you probably should have learned from Vampire Spawn, uh, which had amazing stats despite just being a 2-3 that drained your opponent for two. Um, also, kind of the lesson that you should have learned from every lifelink, the stats on basically every lifelink creature, um, incidental life gain in limited is very good. Um, also, Death Touch is a good ability. Also, exile and stuff. Like, while it uh, is, you know, you have to exile a creature from a graveyard to get the drain to. I have played this in spots where I couldn't do that. But also, exiling your opponent's stuff is very good. Um, I've also exiled plenty of things that uh, have disturbed with this. I think uh, overall, it's probably a little bit better than unconditional drain too but i'm not totally sure about that it doesn't really matter close cards strong um there is certainly a potential glut at four mana especially in black especially as you see the top two cards are both four drops um especially since as you see this one goes relatively late compared to this one which means you can end up with multiples of them my first draft i had like a lot of these and didn't feel like i could play all of them um uh anyway this card's good um I, 
like I said, because of the four mana thing, especially since, as you see, Blood Craze Socialite, uh, fourth place, also four mana, really contributes to that four mana glut that you really want to be careful of with your black decks. Uh, and I would say um, pay attention to whether you're more aggressive or more controlling. If you're more aggressive, you might want to be deprioritizing Diagraph Scavenger, even though draining your opponent for two is nice, to prioritize the Menace creature um, that can hit for four or for five. Um, and then obviously conversely, if you are not a deck that would want Blood Craze Socialite, you can afford to prioritize Scavenger a little bit more highly. So as I was saying with the white removal spells, where you're going to want to prioritize them a little bit differently depending on what your deck is doing. The same thing is true with the black four mana creatures that are both good, but competing for a limited amount of space at uh, the four spot in the curve of your black decks. So be sure that you're paying attention to that and to which and how many good four drops the color, the other color that you're playing is contributing and uh, make sure that you're taking into account your expectation about how many uh, four mana cards you see before prioritizing good four mana cards too highly and ending up with a deck that has more force than you can use. Next up, pointed discussion. Uh, this is a big surprise. Um, there are a lot of cards that are pretty similar to this that have been really bad. Um, that have had horrible stats and that you basically just like never take, never play. Um, some of that is, yeah, Blood Token's actually good. Uh, more importantly, um, I think this just is a format where you can afford to spend some life um, in black to draw cards. Black has a reasonable amount of life gain and um, can grind reasonably well. Uh, I don't think that this is a card, I mean, Note that this is played much, much, much less than cards around it. Um, so numbers should be taken here, taken with a grain of salt here. Also remember, people are only playing it when uh, they're a deck that's good for it, presumably, or much more likely to play it in decks that are good for it. Um, so, you know, it's not going to keep this range for you, this win rate for you if you just put it in, in any deck unless your win rate is naturally higher than that or whatever. Um, so uh, don't see this and say, oh, this is the third best black common. I should take this over all the black commons that are below it. I don't think that's true. I don't think you want a lot of these. I don't think you want to prioritize it. What this should say to you is, oh, wow, that thing's actually playable. If I have like a controlling deck with some removal spells and I'm looking for card advantage, basically like, the more your deck is about attrition, so like the more removal spells you have, the more you can use this to do that well. Um, but uh, don't don't go overboard with this. Blood Craze Socialite. Um, you're getting good value here, but uh, you know, make sure that you're aggressive if you're going to prioritize this because of the existence of Bleed Dry and Diagraph Scavenger. Um, I think that's basically the whole story here. Uh, Grizzly Ritual. Costs a lot of mana, kills a thing. Two blood is a significant amount of blood. Um, getting to, like, loot twice once you've cast your six drop is pretty nice because 
you likely don't want more lands at this point. Um, six mana sorcery speed removal is not impressive, but uh, it gets the job done. Um, this is a playable option. Um, Rot Tide Gargantua. Uh, this is a fine big exploit stuff. Um, or a fine big exploit thing. Um, I think it's comparable to the other common uh, ways to exploit things. I think the common ways to exploit things are radically worse than... The, the, the common exploit creatures and common exploited creatures, the, the fodder that you want to sacrifice, are both radically worse than the uncommons. When you are drafting the exploit deck, you should be drafting the exploit deck because you have uncommons somewhere in the puzzle, and then you should be using the commons to complete the puzzle. Um, this is a common that can complete the puzzle that is a deck that is getting value out of exploit stuff. Um, when you are not a dedicated exploit deck, this is a fine card like five mana five four is just like okay and then when you play this you can just evaluate like okay if i make my opponent sacrifice their thing is the thing that i'm sacrificing better or worse than that thing and then decide if you're going to use it or not so the floor here is pretty solid the ceiling is not amazing but it's you know pay very very little to make your opponent sack a thing contribute to any of your like exploit synergies or whatever that you're trying to do um solid not amazing Gluttonous Guest. This is a card that I have been impressed by. Um, this gains a lot of life when you're doing the blood thing um, and gaining life, incidental life gain, as we've talked about, is good. Lets you trigger life gain on command when you're doing the black-white stuff or just in any black deck. It can enable, uh, enable Courier Bat is um, an important card that's very good if you can enable it reliably. Um, and uh, the 1-4 body has been totally reasonable as a blocker. Um, this is just generally played pretty well for me. Um, the Basically, like the life gain thing is good when you're doing, when you have synergies with it, and also good just in general. And just 1-4 make a blood um, one four is just like one four for three is just not so bad that I'm not pretty happy about it when it comes with this other free value, this extra resource. Um, Doom Dissenter. This is a really good Doom Dissenter format. Doom Dissenter is just such a good thing to exploit. Um, this is the common that you're looking for to enable your display your exploit stuff. Well, I mean, aside from, of course, uh, the, um, blue one one flyer that is the lantern bearer which is but um given that lantern bearer is the best blue common for basically everyone it's much easier to get doom dissenters for your exploit deck than it is to just like oh i'll just get a bunch of lantern bearers and sack those good luck um whereas this is the more reliable way to do it undying malice uh fine trick well trick is a weird way to put it but fine utility spell i guess that is a lot better with exploit where you can uh, intentionally set it up when you want to know what it's going to do and everything. Um, Ragged Recluse, 
feel like she dropped that's, you know, good in proportion to how much blood you have, basically. Um, Desperate Farmer, surprised that this is this low now. Um, it is, uh, anyway, this is best when paired with uh, blue, specifically exploit, or white when you care about life gain synergies better with exploit than with with life gain synergies because it's more important to like flipping it to get the backside is the most important part of this and then um uh, also if you can't flip it it doesn't work very well as a life gain enabler because a 2-2 lifelink doesn't for three doesn't brawl very well um gifted fangs I thought this card would be pretty good when I saw it spoiled. It has a lot of problems, specifically uh, a lot of the small creatures that you want to kill are vampires, which means that it's not reliably a dead weight, and also dead weight isn't really the removal spell that you want. Um, if you have vampires that, like, I think black uh, or a give a creature plus two plus two is an interesting card. It's like not amazing, but it's also not weak. Um, and when you're playing both sides of this uh, as appropriate uh, at similar frequency, I still think that like the metality there is very good and it can be a strong card, but I don't think that this is like premium removal for any black deck or anything. Um, Courier Bat, uh, I think this card's really awesome if you can trigger it reliably and not that bad if you just have to uh, play it on three to pressure your opponent because that's what you want. Um, worth noting how far down we are on the black cards where we're getting to Courier Bat now. I'm like, Courier Bat, yeah. I, I actively want that card if I'm like black-white. Um, Blood Fountain... Uh, this is expensive, but pretty reliably good at doing the thing that it does. Like it puts its four mana to go up a card, also gives you a blood. Um, it's interestingly comparable to Scattered Thoughts, which makes it kind of weird to me um, how low it is in Black's cards compared to how high Scattered Thoughts is. Um, I've definitely played some games against like green black where my opponents just played some like very good creatures and i'm like oh no they have a blood fountain in play my only way to answer these things is to kill them i can't end the game quickly i'm gonna have to fight through all of this like two of these things twice i just can't do that and like the fact that they played a blood fountain sometimes even two blood fountains it's just like i have no idea how i'm gonna win this game um so that is to say that Blood Fountain is certainly not bad. Um, like it, 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 we're you know now in like the bottom six black cards, but uh, this card is I think the first one is very rarely bad, um, and it can be quite good in some decks. Uh, nice with exploit where you're you know you know you're filling your graveyard. Um, excuse me. Um, sorry. Uh, Mind Leech School, um, this is fine, but uh, not much better than that. The problem is 
um, the ceiling here when you exploit something, the effect that you get is just so small that you haven't really gotten very far. Um, it's a fine playable two drop. Uh, it's particularly good um, as a way to do the uh, steel sack thing if you want to try to get fancy with that in um, black red or Grixis. Um, I think that's very fringe in this format. Um, this is the best enabler. And if you're like playing a bunch of mind leech ghouls and a bunch of um, bloody betrayals or whatever that threaten's called, uh, you're going to have some awkward draws trying to line them up. Um, this is, you know, not good playable. Uh, persistent specimen. Um, surprised by how low the stats are in this, um, might indicate it being overplayed. I think it's pretty good in, uh, exploit decks that have a lot of exploits. I think if you have fewer than, I'm going to throw out a random number, like six exploit creatures, you probably don't want this. If you have like a lot of other good fodder, you probably don't want it. But when you are very far on exploit, this, it is really nice to have a single card that lets you just keep doing it um aim for the head uh it's a mind rot um it has a little bit of upside uh but within terms of exiling cards instead of making them discard and the exile zombie mode uh nothing special not particularly good win rate whatever um unhallowed flanks uh so this card is obviously horrible if you're not doing anything with the fact that it is uh if you're if you're not playing it in like the black green high toughness deck, this card is obviously very bad. I would hope that that means it's obviously very bad to everyone, and that this fifty percent win rate is its win rate, like in that archetype. I guess we can check. I can just look at its win rate in black green to see how different it is. Um, Here, it's more likely that they're doing the thing. Um, so there, it moves up to 52%. So um, the fact that it only moves up to 52%, I th basically, I think you need a lot of synergy pieces to think about playing this card. Like, you shouldn't just be like, oh, I have this one card that it works well with. It's really bad when you draw it and you don't have that one card, so one isn't enough. Uh, you need a lot of synergies before you want to start putting this card in your deck. Um, and it's very, very hard to get like enough copies of the things to have a lot. Vampire's Kiss. It doesn't look like a card you should put in your deck. Stats are bad. Don't play it. Uncommons. Parasitic Grasp. Obvious Great Removal Spell. Bell Stinger, all upside. <laughs> Literally just, you could stop reading this card at any point and it would be a good card in limited. And then it just has a bunch of different abilities that are strong together. Uh, Hero's Downfall, I mean, obvious. Uh, Restless Bloodseeker. Um, uh, this card's pretty sweet. Um, it's a really, like, it's a nice little combo with the Gluttonous Guest where uh, every turn you can use a blood, gain life, get your blood back. Um, and it's very easy 
to get to blood in like black red in particular, but also just in general, to flip this into a 3-3. Two mana 3-3 is pretty good, even if it costs you some blood. And then the five mana drain is pretty significant. Um, like if the game stalls out at all, uh, that's a pretty good way to end it. And then it's also making you blood if you're willing to do it main face. Um, so pretty strong card, not amazing, just a strong card. Undead Butler, this is a random solid creature that's very, very good if you're exploiting. Uh, catapult Fodder, again, like a three mana one five is just like pretty respectable on defense such that I'm willing to play this if I have, you know, like four other creatures or something in my deck that uh, can help flip it, where it's not like I'm reliably flipping it quickly, but I will flip it sometimes and then... Um, it's pretty easy for this to just like kill your opponent um, over a few turns if you have time and that deck is pretty good at like having a board stall where you have time. Innocent Traveler. Uh, this has been like pretty solid. Um, it's not like the best rate or most aggressive creature. Like I guess, I mean, it's it doesn't compare very favorably to Cruel Witness, which is just a 3-3 three, three for 4 with upside. This is a 3-3 three, three for 4 that is sometimes a 5-3, but not particularly reliably, and your opponent can sacrifice stuff to stop it from flipping. Um, but Black might be particularly in the market for it. I mean, it, it's it's fine. Um but it's not, this isn't like a good common. This is like a fine common. Um, Archgool of Thrabin, I'm surprised. I'm actually very surprised that both Archgool of Thrabin and Wedding Security and uh, Edgar's Awakening, that these three in particular, I'm surprised to see behind Innocent Traveler. Um, anyway, Archgool of Thrabin, uh, has seemed pretty good if you have like a good number of zombies if you don't have quite a few it's you know you probably shouldn't be playing it it doesn't do you know just like you don't really want a three mana three two with no ability and it like you need to have a high enough zombie density that you're triggering it and hitting on a reasonable number of your triggers um wedding security uh so i will say this is not the first time i've seen a five mana four four that can take over a game have bad stats. Uh, like five mana for a four four is a pretty bad baseline. Um, I I have been demolished by this thing, um, but uh, five mana for a four four with no ETB um, is uh, worse than you probably think it is. Um, Edgar's Awakening. Uh, I've had good experiences with this when I have a lot of blood. Um, when you have a lot of blood, you both might sometimes... I mean, well, I'm going to say you can discard an expensive thing and do the reanimator thing, but the real hard part there is actually having something that's worth doing that with. Um, but I've had pretty good experiences just using this as a call to the netherworld, which is a throwback that I expect very few people to catch, but it's a Madness Raised Dead. Um, 
this is this does a very very good impression of that um i've been pretty happy with the uh the madness mode on this card um so i guess you know the stats are bad be careful using it i have had a deck where it was good um skulking killer I don't know if this thing like becomes fine if you have a lot of removal spells. Like it does seem pretty good when you can trigger it. Uh, it's obviously horrible if you can't. Um, I'm not sure if you should ever play this or not. Is where I'm at with it. Groom's finery is really bad, which means these next two cards must be horrible. Uh, wow. So <laughs> a little bit surprised by just how bad Bloodsworn Squire is, but apparently this card's quite bad. Um, you should be playing the common board drops instead of playing this. Uh, and then Dreadfew is obviously bad. Um, rares. Uh, Alright. Dreadfeast Demon is like not just good, it's a complete joke. Um, if you get 7 mana and you had another creature in play, you basically just win the game. If your opponent doesn't have an instant speed removal spell, they can answer it. Or you weren't like already basically dead um Vildaren bloodcaster uh i don't know if i've played against the swelling i don't know very well um i'm a little bit surprised the stats are as high as they are i played against this once and it seemed kind of whatever obviously you know two on flyer that when it dies make a makes a blood is just like pretty good by itself so i guess it's not that surprising that stats are good um because it has like a lot of upside over that so sure great two drop uh you should take it very highly um blood veil purveyor this thing is absurd um obviously you know if you play it and your opponent plays a removal spell they are up on that exchange but there are a lot of removal spells that don't answer it, and um, it's a gigantic beating if they can't deal with it immediately. Um, I guess you're pretty sad if this is targeted by Sigarda's imprisonment, but um, blood has pretty significant diminishing returns. So, like the worst case scenario with this, where this backfires and your opponent gets tons of blood, is still kind of whatever. Um, and the best case scenario where you just play it, it's a five four flyer and they die immediately, or five six flying trampler and they die immediately is a pretty common result. Uh, concealing curtains is kind of a joke. I don't understand what's going on with this card. It's like you play it on turn one and then on turn three you activate it. And now you're like you basically have a three four haste menace that uh made them lose a card. You also potentially got to block before that. Um, this card is just great in every direction. Um, Falconrath Forebearer, uh, this is another, this card's obnoxious. Um, the fact that, uh, it makes blood when it hits your opponent and has flying means that, um, if you can't deal with it right away, like, good luck ever dealing with it. Um, two blood is a reasonably expensive amount of blood to spend to get it back if you don't connect with it um and obviously this only plays one way but it's really good at playing that one way uh headless rider um the floor here is a three one that like 
a three, basically a three one doom dissenter for one extra mana, um, which is just like good by itself. Uh, realistically, it's a lot better than that. Um, it's another just like obviously very good rare. Uh, Graph Reaver. This is basically just a three three that does a damage to you every turn, which is not particularly good. Um, I have played it in sealed and it was fine. Um, but it's uh, definitely not like a good card. Uh, Dying to serve um, has heinous stats, uh, would require a lot of blood to like do anything, does things very slowly, doesn't get started early, doesn't surprise me that it's bad. Uh, Demonic bargain seems like you probably kill yourself. Um, people have only attempted to play it uh, 32 times and only drawn it 10 times. Uh, I guess we're just all cowards. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think you kill yourself a lot of the time and most, and then you don't kill yourself, you're way too likely to have gotten rid of whatever cards you were looking for. Um, Mythics, note that um, 17 lands, all of the cards that uh, have two different colors of mana symbols on them anywhere, it counts as gold. So we're not seeing Toxril, which is uh, completely busted. You should, you know, do whatever you can to put it in your deck. Uh, so that stuff will be covered when we get to gold cards. But anyway, it's not. That's why it's not here. Don't worry, it's great. Whatever. Um, Henrika Domnathy. Um, I played against this once, and it's uh, pretty unbelievable. Um, like they can just play it. You can just play it and immediately flip it into this like super vampire nighthawk, um, or you can like get other value out of it first. Uh, it's really really good. Um, Cemetery desecrator. So uh, this is a four four menace for six. When you play it, you kill something, and then when it dies, you kill something is basically what it aspires to be, and it's pretty good at being that. Um, I will say that uh, when I, I played this with this once, and it definitely was appreciably more awkward than if it literally just killed anything when you played it and killed anything when it dies. Sometimes there are things that it can't kill, uh, but it's still great. Um, and then Soren uh, is a uh, planeswalker that is good and limited. Um, these black mythics are all totally busted. You should just take them and play them. Um, and that covers black. Uh, thanks for watching. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you are seeing it when it was first posted, Come back tomorrow, I think, probably for blue and, or not blue, uh, red. And uh, if you are watching this on YouTube uh, after that, you can move on to the next video and see red.